everybody sound the same, nothing's original. Everybody telling now this shit is pitiful. Niggas wanna fit in to get it, most of them miserable. Black Bob Ross wicking out, painting this visual. My next plan was my best plan, selling weed, check scans. I ride for myself, you need help, and a yes man. Y'all be for no reason, nigga, that's broke shit. Lame stick ride or switch sides, that's ho shit. If you lack some sense, little homie, just know this. I'm well centered, but smack your neck it off, no jokage. Frauds did me wrong, so I can't fuck with them. We got shine, true colors show, but different sides of the prism. Since I cut the niggas off, I bet nobody gon' miss them. They don't understand their place, share no knowledge and wisdom. Don't disturb the groove, it's a move while playing the system. I'm supposed to rise, I posterize like Vince on a victim. I'll forever be that nigga, yeah, it's nothing new. See me with your bitch, I'm gonna hit, yeah, it's nothing new. Been on my grind, you know, trying to stack a buck or two. I'm getting right as you should, nigga, it's nothing new. I'll forever be that nigga. Girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah. Oh. Welcome to Your Cool Onks Presents Real Rap. Let's rap with Shade. Ah. Oh. I got my first guest in here. Let me, let me, let me say about this dude right here. First of all, he is Pittsburgh's most kept secret when it comes to this rap shit straight up um i met this brother through facebook messenger facts facts and he hit me up for some beats i ignored him (laughs) just because he was from you know that's how i get down sometimes it ain't about me but um he hit me up again and I'm like, all right, let me listen to him. And I went to one of his battles. Mm-hmm. Real Deal mm-hmm. is one of the illest uh, battlers from Pittsburgh. Facts. That's a fact. And me coming from Ram Calistics, nothing but battlers. Uh, niggas come through like a lot. I wish this dude would have came through because he would have been Ram Cal champion a couple times. Appreciate that. Brozil. Bro is one half of immaculate standard. Mm-hmm. We'll get into who's that later. Yes. But this is Sir Robert Rhodes, everybody. Give what's, it up, Sir what's, Robert Rhodes. What's, what's going good? on, brother? What's good, brother? Shade. Mm, mm. What's good, man? What's good with you, bro? Hey, man. You? I'm feeling good, man. Just right. You already know what we about to do. Oh, yeah. 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 In a great space, man. I'm just in a great space right now. Just getting right as you should, you know, just living right. my slogan daily. That's all I can do, man. For real. Just, uh, I feel good. That's all. That just is, ready. Good? Excited. Real excited, man. Yeah. I'm seeing the process of, you know, the upcoming appetizer mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the music what you and I have done. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, this city ain't ready for it. I'm not even trying to sound too cocky, but man. See, you say the city ain't ready for it. Me, mm-hmm. the nation ain't ready for it. The world ain't ready yeah, for it. Yeah, the world ain't ready for it. Like, this is just three rivers here. We got four oceans to take over. Facts. That's just some Uncle Shane I want to even game. be, I want to be in Antarctica with the shit. And yeah, if that's bro. the case, if penguins can rock to my shit, yeah. Right, that's right. how we. That's how we doing it. Shout but, out to the Pittsburgh Penguins and shout out to LeBron James for being a part owner as well. Oh, yeah, that is right. Facts. That is right. Facts. Oh. Facts. But, uh, bruh, bruh, <laughs> you're from Pittsburgh. What part of Pittsburgh you from? For those that don't know, from the outside looking in, the southeast section of Pittsburgh, better known as Homestead. Mm. Hey. The original Pittsburgh. The original uh, we, we, we had Pittsburgh. Those talks. Yeah, we had these talks before. Like, mm-hmm. for those that don't know, the original still capital of the motherfucking world. Okay. Number one. Now. As well as going back into the sports history. Number one Negro League team ever in the homestead grades with one of the greatest baseball players of all time, Josh Gibson. Right. They want to call him right. the black Babe Ruth. They was calling the Babe Ruth the white Josh Gibson. They knew what it was with him. 800 right. plus homers used to hit home runs with one arm. Facts. Right. Different so, shit. So you're from a place of production and... Greatness. Produ- can, can we say Facts. that? Production and greatness at all times. But Come on. The Grays won 12 championships nine straight in a row. 
Yeah, Consistency. Yeah. yeah. Model of consistency, you know what I'm saying? With one of the greatest players, the whole team Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? From mm-hmm. the owner, Cumberland Posey. Uh, like, I'm a, cool I'm, Papa Bell. Let me, I'm going to set a picture for you. Yeah. Right? And you put yourself in that picture. Mm-hmm. You know, when the uh, steel mill shut down in mm-hmm. the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Homestead was not Homestead. Wasn't. You came from, I, I, I can say, you came from the homestead part when it was rebuilt. Definitely. And it was crazy because, like, a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know this. I was born on a hill. Oh, okay. Elmore. Yep. Okay. Elmore Square. Yeah, shout out to the Hill District. Like, my pops is from the Hill. Oh, Mel My pops went to, you know what I'm saying? Shout out uh, to Mel Man. Yeah. For sure. My yeah. pops had a crib, like, family. My grandmother, my grandfather had a crib on Fifth Avenue. My pops went to Fifth Avenue High School. He was homecoming king and all that shit. My mm-hmm. pops was that dude. God bless him, man. man. R.I.P. I oh, miss you, man. pops. Hill. Elmore. Ah. Yeah, I was born on That's the Hill. My mom's from Homestead. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yep. But, so, yeah. so. So was you in the hill or homestead when you first had that first feeling of, yo, there's a culture out here in hip hop? Or was there a culture? It was more so, okay, I, yeah, I mean, I was born on the hill, mm-hmm. moved to homestead when I was about, I can remember, four or five years old okay. because I lived on 7th Avenue, like right across the street from the uh the car wash. A lot of people know the car wash on 7th Avenue in Homestead. Right. And then I had an apartment building. It burned down. My mom's was smoking that good, making some cookies. Mm-hmm. Whole apartment building burned. So I was living with my aunt on East 12th for a little bit. And then we got a crib where I've grown like my childhood up until middle school. I'll say from like kindergarten to middle school, like fifth grade. I'll say kindergarten okay. to fifth grade. I lived on Amity Street. And then I moved right around the corner on East 12th and like a lot oh that crib so many fucking memories there mm-hmm. and it was just more so I can say this my cousins like I, my older cousins cause my dad used to work early mornings drop me off at my aunt's crib and then like with my cousins having MTV like we had I had a crib too but I was watching more of my MTV jams you know Bill Bellamy shit okay yeah. early morning and then they had cassettes out the ass because my older cousins and his friends used to rhyme okay so that's how I got my early, like, culture, what they was listening to it and the shit I gravitated towards. And then, like, okay. and my pops would listen to it a lot of, like, not a lot of hip-hop, but he mm-hmm. would play certain shit. Right. Because I grew up in a crib where he was playing soul, jazz, funk music, heavy. Right. Like, 80s R&B, all of that. But, like, I remember LL was, like, the first rapper that came to my ear. LL. LL, for sure. Mama said, knock you out, like, 1990 and shit. So... That and then like a living color, you know, that whole vibe and that wave, you would see the rappers at the oh, end, yeah. like, yeah, like brand newbie and Pete Rock CL Smooth Gangstar. So, so you was Arsenio era too, is it? Arsenio, kid. yeah, uh, I'm born okay, Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm born in eighty six, so Oh, you make sense. Okay. Yeah, I'm born okay. in eighty six and then my pops, like I said, will always have me watching shit just being up. I just remember seeing this shit. Like the great, you know, wrestling era, the eighties and the nineties. Right. That was the, yeah. Right. The great okay. era. I remember this shit. Like, memory is immaculate. So, I read just catching all that shit. Even like Nintendo, just motherfuckers got to be there to really understand this shit we come from. Like, because you're right. a little bit older than me. Yeah. So, well, it was I, just, I know the vibe. Yeah. I, I yeah. Vibe. So, it was just that. And like I say, going back to the music, my first rapper that I caught a glimpse that I was like, wow, was like LL at first L-L. as a kid. Round the way, girl. Mama said, knock you out. Yeah, that shit. And then seeing Will Smith, you know, Fresh Prince, and then him being the Fresh Prince right, of Bel Air. Hold on, hold on. You said LL. <laughs> What's your top three LL songs? Let's go. I might stop you a lot. Ooh, shit. Oh, damn. Right you off the top. You said LL like three times, so I'm going to ask you, What's your top three LL songs? Damn, that's hard. One LL joint I like that a lot of people ain't familiar with that L Bomb joint. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's up there. That was later. That was but later. That's yeah. one of them. It's like, yo, that's yeah. one of my favorites. Like okay. that that right there is one of my favorite LL joints. Shout mm-hmm. out to DJ Scratch on the beat there. Oh yeah. Oh see. Oh, oh see, I was about to get deep with you. See, you see? I'm here. Yeah, like that's here. what I'm saying. This you're is here. gonna be real good. This you, is gonna be a well seasoned, you know what I'm saying? This brother interview. named the producer. Yeah. And this right. is how I'm gonna let yeah, this is, we we're gonna tap into the mind of Rob Rose on this one. You got two more though. Ill bomb, Ill bomb, um, yeah. shit, top 
three. That's fucking crazy. Uh, hey, Lover, of course. Hey, Love. Yeah, I can understand that. I can understand that one. And, um, damn. Shit. I love I Shot You, for real. I Shot You was hard. I like, yeah. Them was, was like, hard. To, it's hard to say top three, but those three right now, I could name off the top of the dome. Yeah, those three production was crazy and everything just from top to bottom, just all fire joints and shit for real. So, yeah, them was my top so three LL. You got put on LL. Yeah. LL was like, whoa. And then what else happened? What, what was going on after that? Right after that, I could just remember being, this is crazy how I got to like incorporate this. Big fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a kid. Right. And then like me right. and my pops used to watch a lot of like Bruce Lee. Right. Right. Then I remember watching Yo MTV raps and seeing the Wu Tang Clan. That shit did it for me. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, Wu Tang Clan. Yes, I never told this story. Me and my brother. Right. Yeah. This is the first time we heard Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. Me and my little brother. Right. We used to get these videotapes, and it had like videos on it. Yeah. And it had Bring the Ruckus had a video, and I think. Method Man had a video. Okay, yeah. Nobody. I mean, when I say nobody here in Pittsburgh yeah. was rocking that, we was like, whoa. And then my granddad passed away. Yeah. He went to Jersey, you know, to handle business. Right. And they had the whole tape there. Okay. Me and my brother came back to Larmer with a Wu-Tang tape. So it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's... Like, that's kind of crazy. Wu-Tang. Wu is definitely... That really wanted me, that just, with all the whole martial arts and, like, Ninja Turtles and then Bruce Lee and then playing games like Double Dragon, Shinobi. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And then On the Sega. Yes. the Genesis. Oh, I had damn near all the systems. Like, my pops had a great job. Like, you know what I mean? CNA shit, RN shit. Mm Mm-hmm. I was getting like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, and I was having a bunch of shit because he would play some of the shit, too. Right. So seeing the woo and just hearing cream, oh my god! Like cream changed your life, huh? Cream was a game changer for me. That's ninety three. Ah, yeah, I was about six seven. Yeah, that. Yeah, hearing cream, and I remember having like on Whammo, my dad would always um record tapes. You always record, and I remember having. I would just play that shit. I warped that motherfucking tape. Warped it just because that was right. on there. See, there was a couple other joints I would play, but I would always play Cream. Cream was your favorite. That's that my favorite it. Woo. Like, that's probably number one. So, you listen to Woo, you're getting excited. Yeah. When did you pick up that pad? It was around when I started, like, writing my own rap, like, trying to write my own rounds. Mm-hmm. It was about 90, I want to say. When I heard AZ and Nas, How You Living, that was on the Pieces of a Man shit uh, album. Yeah, because AZ is my favorite rapper of all time. See, so therefore, when we get to the top three, we already got one there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was because I would, like, try to, like, catch the cadences and the flows and just write my own shit, just the rhyme. I remember just matching it, just trying to match it early. And it was crazy when I like, trying to match the shit early. And I know I would just listen to certain, like I said, AZ, Ray, right. Ghost, Meth, Jizza. I had all that shit capital, like all these takes because my moms, whenever like I would go over there when my pops and my moms had joint custody, like my dad raised me, but I didn't really see my moms as much. But at times I would, she would give me like certain CDs. I remember having a murder was the case soundtrack. Oh yeah, that was dope. But my mom, I remember with Columbia House back in the day, she got me like all them like, Cassettes that one. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Columbia House, my dude. Columbia House. Yeah. Fam. Yeah. Fam. Yes. Columbia House. Columbia House. Yo. For a penny, like you get all yeah, them tapes. I, I know, I know. We had different names, variation names, address. That's how I first built my first tape collection. Off of that. That's kind of like with me and my mom. Yeah, we, I mean, we had a collection, like collection off of different names and gave the penny off. And never paid like the month and shit, but Columbia House, AZ, you copying AZ. I'm jealous of you because we didn't have <laughs> AZ. You know what I mean? AZ I had ridiculous with the pen. 
And that's what really I got hooked on to that shit. Like, I was older. We had Big Daddy KRS. I'm I was not nine, was so ninety five. Like I got this is like I got all these cassettes in like ninety six because I remember. Yeah, yeah. So because like the ninety six era, looking back, Midnight Marauders was in his bag. Uh, and that's your fate. I remember we talk about that a lot. Like right. that's a that's a crown jewel. That's iconic. Yeah. And I remember having, and she would give me the because she knew I liked the woo because I had. The purple tape. Mm-hmm. I had liquid swords. I had mm-hmm. the thirty six chambers. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom only got me the Method Man single, but I had a bunch of albums. I had mid- like Midnight Marauders. I had Iron Man. Um, I had Illmatic. I forget what else I had, but I had a bunch of shit. You had I had Ready to Die too. Is one like I said. That era? That era. That era was drool after drool after drool after drool after drool after drool after drool. I mean, that era was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Hell yeah. And I was stuck on that shit. And I got really hooked to the point where a damn near almost warped every tape. But the first tape I played out of that bunch Mm. was only built for Cubilings because it was purple. It stood out. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I had a bunch of How old was you again when only built for keeping links? 95 I was like nine years old. I was nine. I was nine, bro. Facts. What what, what, women? The first time you turned on that only built for Cuban links. What what made you say, yo? This shit is different. I mean, because I told, man, I need, I need to hear this from can, a nine-year-old mind because I was like 18 when it came out. You know, So what I'm it was really like, it felt like I was listening to a movie. I couldn't see it, but I knew I can close my eyes and be in the dark with my Walkman and shit and just listen to this, like, try to pay attention and catch the slang. I couldn't understand it, but it was just different it was different like it felt like okay Shaolin and I gotta go to Shaolin soon right cause this shit is different and they're naming all these plates I'm like this is so epic from beginning to end and then like hearing the North Star outro I was damn near like nine years old why am I crying to this like wow wow yeah, like the yeah. feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's the vibe I couldn't understand it until I got older. And I'm like, yo, this shit is really like a part of me. Wow. Facts. Like, yo, y'all, oh my God. It, it, ooh. I, yeah, seriously. Like, so, I remember just playing that. That was like a book to me. It wasn't like an album. I was more like a book. And you still wasn't rhyming, rhyming. Wasn't yet. rapping. But when soaking. I start, I was soaking all this shit up, wow. soaking everything up. Till my cousin about, I want to say I was 11, 12. No, I want, yeah, because when, when was like 98 was whenever like 400 degrees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. DMX came out. Mm-hmm. Yummy mm-hmm. Volume 2 was around that time. My cousins was rhyming and shit. Shout out to Dangerous. Oh. That was like they crew. My cousin, you know what I'm saying? Don Dooley, Ordini back in the day. That was where he was going by. Mm-hmm. And... He just, I remember one day, because he always made beats and shit. He had beats. I forget what equipment he had. Okay. But he had a beat machine. He would make beats. And I remember the one day, I'm just sitting there, just gnawing, and he just pulled me to the side and just structured 16 bars, an A-bar hook. And I was just memorizing it. Wow. Like, And then that's whenever I knew, and I just studied that so much. I don't remember what he said, but I remember I studied that. And we recorded it. Nice. And I'm nice. Li- that fucked me up taking my own shit home just to hear me on a 16 and an 8 over my cousin's beat. And I was 12 years old with this shit. Like, right. And then he had some right. beats he threw on a tape, whatever. And I'm trying to write to these beats. Like, so I'm a, I, I always put Pittsburgh history with it. At that time, that's when everybody was finding studios. Like, that's when I was up in studios. At the, no, wait, 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 98. Oh, I've been in studios. But people, I remember it was, like, everywhere in the Mont yeah. Valley. Like, it was record labels coming out. It was, like, Iced Out Records and Duquesne. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, I remember all that shit. So. Do you remember the Frontline t- uh, show in the Frick, Frick Park in 1999? Yeah. Yeah. 
My cousins performed there. Okay. Okay. I remember this is the this is I'll tell you this is the moment. Mm-hmm. This was the moment. This is Frick Park from Homestead. Like this is right down the street from my cred. Right. I could it felt like there was like thousands of people in this fucking park. Everybody's performing from all the other hoods. It's yep. all love. Oh yeah. Until that moment my cousin and them got on stage. I'm in front. Mm-hmm. I just remember my cousin snatching up me and my homie Todd Laron. Shout out to him at Frat House Studios. I did a joint with them like on their compilation. I, I, right. It's supposed to be out. I don't know if it's out yet, but definitely me and him used to write together and like okay. click up. Okay. So I remember that moment when my cousin snatched me up on stage. And I just remember looking out and just seeing everybody rocking. Like, it wasn't like nobody. Mm-hmm. Everybody was paying attention to my cousin and performing. Right. In Homestead. I just remember for like 10 seconds. Everything went mute in slow motion. In that moment, I'm just looking at my cuz like, and I just see me holding that mic. Right. And I'm like, and it just, I felt this energy like, this is what I want to do. For the rest. For the rest of, of my life. motherfucking life. I hear that. This I is it. That. Michael Jackson, that. this is it. Yeah. And then I just remember rocking. It felt like I was done performing as whenever they get, oh man, mm-hmm. that was the craziest feeling mm-hmm. I ever had. Mm-hmm. Like, Wow, that's all I could say. Just fuck me up for real. That's why we here now, like right, because of right. that moment. Man, we're gonna definitely get us to now. But hell yeah. But um, so yeah. So your first time on stage was at Frick Park. I remember that jam too. I remember they that did a jam. couple of joints like mixed drinks was like one of the joints back in the day. They mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. It was a bunch of them. Shout out to uh. You know, Dana Delgado, Spanish Fly, Mr. Delgado. They was yeah. performing. Oh, all yeah. of them. Oh, yeah. All of them. I, I, I remember all of them. I mean, I might not remember the performance, but I remember myself being Yeah, they was there. all crew back yeah, in then. It was like, like, it was like, that was that was a nice day. And that was probably one of the only times that they let hip-hop really go down. And that was in Homestead. Right, right. Yeah. in Homestead. I remember that shit. Right, so, 99. I always just talk to my cousin about that. Like, that was an epic moment. Right. Because that just made me where I'm at. Then, you know, tightening up my skills in high school cafeterias, like, you know, at lunch table, you know, that time. Mm-hmm. That was early 2000s and shit, so. So you was running shit in the lunch tables? Oh, cooking. Like, oh. it wasn't more so, like, battling then. We were just always having our pins sharp, like, a bunch of us, like, mm-hmm. just always rhyming daily, day, like, just every day. Like, shout out my homie Two Kizzle, Man Heart. We were always just rhyme. Okay. Daily, just always kidding. Like, 2K, he was nice with the quarters, beating on the table. He mm-hmm. was super dope with that, like. I'm surprised he could rap, man. I'm surprised he wasn't a producer, but the like first beat machine, period. Quarter lunch in table. your hand, lunch table. Like man. I remember, this is eighth grade. Like we the was first. really just rhyming like daily for real. Right, right. That was early me, and then I started. I could say when did I like really start recording for self? Was like around that time because mm-hmm. I linked up with my homie Sydney. He's from the hill. Like, I was working at Eaton Park as a kid. Okay. And my bro knew him because my bro was working there first because I was playing a little basketball, like, for the school and shit. Okay. And then once I linked up with him, he had a tape I listened to, and I remember kicking some bars I had wrote. He fucked with it. Like, so he Mm -hmm. invited me to the studios. I forget the nigga name. It was over in Larmer and shit. I forget this nigga's name. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The studio in Larmer. It was in the crib. Like, uh, what the fuck is this nigga's name? High as fuck. Hold up. Like Zeno or some shit like that. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. His name was like Zeno or some some. Yeah, I think that's it. Well, I, wait a minute. I don't want to be all describing people all in public like this. Right, right, I right, know, right. I know. Um, you talking about Geo. I don't, Zeno, some shit like light that. Light skin dude? No, he wasn't light skin. Oh, okay, okay. That's the one dude I know in Lauren was running shit with the sound. But yeah, Sid took me there. And I remember. I spit a verse over the Dipset Anthem beat. Fucking crazy. Like, I was punching, and, like, the punches, they was fucking with me. Like, oh, shit. Like, this Homestead nigga's nice. And I remember he had a, a New Year's party. Me and my bro, Lonnie, went. Okay. And, like, Lonnie, we started, like, because he was trying to make beats and shit. I was, I remember putting him on the hip-hop. Like, he was mm-hmm. listening to, like, Coolio's second album. I'm like, nah, here's this Black Star tape. That fucked him up. 
So it was like that, the assist. Wait, 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 wait. Where did you pass this Black Star tape at? To my, my bro Lonnie and shit. Okay. I gave it to him okay. to listen and to. And he was from, he was from a homestead. homestead. Like, we, oh, okay. We, we've okay. been niggas since kindergarten. Okay. Okay. I, like, yeah. I, I gotta get, I, I, you see, I want to still have yeah, that big yeah. picture of homestead. Right. right. Like, homestead. There's homestead a culture like, of it Homestead there. is like, man, everybody get money. Everybody mm-hmm. fly for real. It's like, homestead is a town within a town. Right. Because I've known plenty of females that moved to homestead. But they don't know no homestead niggas that went to Barrett Elementary, Still Valley Middle, Still Valley High School. That's homestead for real. Like, it's a cult. It's a cult. You know what I mean? Charlie Batch. I'm going to go watch this game tonight. Uh, East Valley game versus Still Valley and Hoops. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Shout out to the Ironman. Oh, no. Football team. (laughs) Hey, you funny as hell. But anyway, but anyway. but Homestead is like we all had a culture. We have a culture, definitely. Like boys always was getting flagged, getting money, popping shit. Like my era was you had to know how to rap. Cause the niggas we was listening to, like most of the cats listening to the, you know, Jay-Z, Nas, Biggie, Pac mm-hmm. era. Like, so mm-hmm. you couldn't like really say you was a rapper and not be nice. So y'all young boys at that time was still on that shit that we was on there. You had to rhyme. You had to be nice. You had to rhyme. You had to be nice. Man. You had to be nice. Oh, man. Y'all was getting it in. Huh? Getting it in. Like, we definitely was. Like, cats from different abs. Like, we was, because I'm from East 12th and Amity. Like, we had, shout out to the 1-6 Free, all the guys, you know what I'm saying? But, like, they had they shit going on. There was a bunch of us. Shout out Mr. E.T. Lost John Basement. There was a bunch of us from Homestead. John Basement. Yeah, he's from Homestead. Yeah, I know he's from that, yeah. that, 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 he's fam too. Yeah, I definitely. Know, I know, I know John. Yeah, yeah there's a bunch of us that really like. If I don't mention you, I'm high as fuck. Part of me, but like a bunch of us. Too. There was a bunch of us that definitely was spitting and always had our own thing going. Like right. So it was just nothing to whereas like if you heard somebody shit, okay, it was like I know me because I'm like young, like probably like the last. Of the Mohicans who really was rhyming for coming out of Homestead for real. Then, you know, you got the young boys doing their thing and shit. And it's just like I said, I was just more focused on my pen game. Right. Just rhyming, rhyming, just making sure I would have like 20 verses ready, like to be in any cipher, just ready, always on go. That I was just always that nigga just writing, writing, writing the instrumentals. Cause you know, I would go to East Lib, mm-hmm. right where Davis is. They would have the vendors. I would get them instrumental tapes and all that shit. Go to Davis and get fly. Wait, wait, stop. Stop. I'll stop you again. <laughs> See, you came on my side of town. Yeah, facts. Where hip hop was definitely, definitely, definitely real. Like you see, 64A it, you took us from home city. Yeah, to East I remember Liberty. that. I remember that. So we was that, there. That's how we used to get jump in and go to anyway. It was that pipeline. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So I know what time it is. I know mm-hmm. what time it is. Yep. But you was at the vendors, paid another picture. You know, battles used to go down. Nice to be in them ciphers, like just uh, be on the call. My so bro, you Lonnie was in be, a cipher. You was in there a would cipher? be some shit. Like I, I can't remember. I would just see niggas rapping. I would just have my shit uh, ready, so I would just go and just be out. Oh, he's nice. Yeah, I mean that motherfucker's up, and we catch the sixty four a back home, mm-hmm. and I just felt good. Okay, yeah, you know what I mean. I ain't fuck up like me and my bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I was on like like I said, I was at Sid's party New Year's Eve. I remember I forget what year it was. It was a New Year's Eve party. I was on the hill battling niggas uh, like. So yeah. you been battling niggas at a very young age. Facts. Like, yeah, this is so, really what I've been doing. Let's speed it up. You got to the point, like, yo, I definitely want to be seen. I definitely want to be heard as a MC. I and see. I'm a I'ma talk about the introduction with you. Yeah, yeah. With me. Yeah, word. Battle rap. Mm-hmm. Did you choose battle rap first? This is a great, yeah. This is, or did you choose to be an artist, a recording artist? I put out music first. Okay. Here's the thing like, okay, I started really taking it serious like 2006. Me, my bro, okay, and other homie, Mont, you know what I'm saying? We came up with a crew, like, they started it, like, and then I was the president. It was grand family because I was still trying to play ball at CCAC. I was still hooping, going to school and shit. Right. 
But they was more so at home, you know what I'm saying? They was around it. But I was like, at first, I was just trying to help because they had art, like they had boys that wanted to rap. They was going to vote tech with. Mm-hmm. And then like, my this is MySpace era. This is crazy how I'm going to try to speed this up okay, quickly. No, no, no. It was wild because they was putting out music and shit. And then like the homie we had, he was a white boy. He was offbeat, he, but he... He was trash for real. He was okay. trash. It was always those trash white boys. But, <laughs> but his MySpace following was crazy. It's always like that. Was he crazy. was getting like 50,000 plays. You know, the four songs you would have on that little MySpace right, player. Right. All his shit was getting played. So my bro, Lonnie, and Mar- they was pushing him just to get that following. Then like, it was wild because one dad just remember like being, because my bro had a studio built in his dad's dining room mm-hmm. on West 14th. Mm-hmm. And it was just nothing to walk up two blocks, you know what I'm saying, to the right. He's right there. And I was always there. So I remember remember the website SoundClick. Yeah. yeah. I remember just like, I would always throw 16s on songs. They would always have me featured. So it wasn't yeah. like I was rusty, never that. Yeah, yeah. I would always throw verses because I'm like, I'm hooping, but I still wanted to rap, like, you know what uh. I mean? Because... Niggas like Shaq, Iverson, all them niggas was rapping and hooping. I fuck it, why not? And then the and one mixtape, all that shit. I was trying to incorporate that with my brand as a kid, not knowing it's a brand, but like that's what I was kind of doing for real, hooping and rapping and shit. Y'all so, hear this, MCs? Y'all hear this? Yeah. <laughs> Look, this cat wasn't even like because I know the dude personally. I'm learning new shit now, but this dude right here. This dude was dropping gems. Soak up the game. Real shit. This dude wasn't even trying to be on. But he knew if he was going to be on, he had to do this, this, and this. And he was doing it. Dope. Continue, bro. I, yeah, had, to so, give, I had to give you No, appreciate salute, Salute to that, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I remember like scrolling through beats and I found a beat I liked. A lot. Mm-hmm. Don't remember the producer's name. Normally, I remember this, shit, but I remember writing to this beat. The first like song I could say I started taking this shit seriously was called "My Time." Catchy song. I can't remember none of the lyrics. I remember we recorded it. it was dope. I remember my bro. We lost the file. I found another beat. It was a little slower, but it sounded better. Okay. I did that right. Boom. Next. My bro flipped the BG sample more than a woman. I spit over that. That was dope. Like, you know what I mean? Females like that. I would bring females over, play that song and shit. That shit was dope. Here's another gem you're about to catch right now. We still, I'm trying to be like, yo, I'm trying to get heard and like, trying to get my, you know what I mean? Trying to get my feet wet out there. Mm-hmm. I run into Gene Wildham. Shout out to Gene Wildham. For those that don't know, Swerve Entertainment. Berg Booty Volume I, One, yo, yo, Two. I know. <laughs> so I know. This I fuck Gene with Gene. Wild. Shout out to Gene, man. That's my nigga all day. So look, we on MySpace. I see his picture. He had a picture like with chicks' legs, and he's holding money up, cheesing yeah. on the yeah, MySpace. This is how you know my that. memory's crazy, Gene. Yeah. If you listening, I know you gonna tap in. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. So. I inboxed him like, yo, rapping and shit. I had a couple joints. I had like a freestyle. I remember I had four joints. Like I had the two, like the two joints I had to my time where they was getting plays. I was getting like 8,000. I was hyped, you know what I'm saying? And I had a couple freestyles. The Who Got the Props was a freestyle I threw on there. Oh, wow. Black Moon that? shit. I need to hear that. I ain't got that. Oh, I ain't got that, but oh. I might rap over that again. Fuck it. Man, you know I got a remake. Oh, yeah. Remake. Facts. That's Give me that. But anyway, that's another <laughs> hey, bro, topic. <laughs> And I remember just having a nice little buzz on there. So I reached out to Gene like, yo, I want to do like a joint for your porno. Fuck it. Like, I'm trying to, you know what I mean? And he's like, what you got? So I remember just rapping to him, not telling my bro and them because my bro had a Triton. We was making, I was like, bro, I need a beat. You know what I mean? For this porno shit. He's like, what? Like, So he's like thrown off because I just got this lockdown. I was like, yo, you got to make this beat for me. Now I was like, we need a pro. I was like, yeah, because it was like this week. It was like a Monday, and I told this motherfucker we linking up Friday. So, matter of fact, it was a day he was filming a scene for Bird Booty Volume One when Gene and I linked up when I gave him the joint. So, I remember we got the beat. The song's called Sex Extravagant. 
I'm a, we got to make like update that. And we're going to call it part two because I don't have part one. Okay. So Pete, meet up with Gene with the CD. Boom. This is the joint. He's playing it. For those that don't know, if you have that DVD, the song's playing on the like one of the scenes, the yo, intro, like I'm, the first I'm, scene. I'm, Facts. I'm, yo, I'm, I remember that song. <laughs> and they in the car, but anyway. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait anyway, minute. we go. No, hold on. There ain't no anyway. Ain't no anyway. This is real rap. Let's rap. <laughs> I, I remember that. I remember that song. But as you were sitting there, and I'm like, oh, wow. And then you brought up Gene, and I'm like, oh, wow. You've been in the game for a minute. Yeah. Okay. So I wish I knew you then. You definitely got some rights to that. Because for sure, <laughs> no, uh, because he um invited me to one of his parties. Back then, it was called the Fucktoberfest shit. <laughs> Shout out, because I like worked with my homie O at Eaton Park. Shout out to my homie O from the port. His man's Russ Stuvance and me and him cool. Like, and they won the Super Bowl at that time. So I was under 21, but Gene played my song every hour on the hour. So nice. he had me in the spot. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say I fucks with Gene heavy. Nice. And I came in with Russ Stuvance. You know what I'm saying? My man O. Watts. So I came, you know what I mean? He pulled up with the white Escalade. The one, what was, what's the one Escalade? Shit. Not the, uh, it's like with the back, it could turn to the pickup. He had that one, oh, the white wow, joint. Yeah, he had the white joint. So I remember we pulled up. He had the Super Bowl ring. Everything was crazy. Like, so doing that. And then once I got that response, that made me start cooking up more joints. Mm -hmm. Then I came out with my very first, like, official project, Pay-Per-View Volume 1. Not like Pay-Per-View, but Pay-Per-View, like mm -hmm. seeing money, like yeah. Pay-Per-View Volume 1. Yeah. And I was working at uh, PRC DirecTV at the time, passing that out. And it got a good reception. Like, And then I remember at the time... My bro Bo and shit, he had his birthday party at the uh, Holiday Inn out um Lebanon Church. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was so lit. And I remember somebody was in there trying to rap and then they called me over. I like cooked him and it was wild. Like, yo, it was crazy. I remember like cops came all. It was wild shit. Mm -hmm. Like, because motherfuckers was walking through all the rooms and shit, smoking all. It was lit. So right. putting that project out and then. I did my very first show at the old bar in Homestead the second time around off that first project. Mm -hmm. And I got a great reception off that. I remember it was crazy because motherfuckers were trying to get on the stage, tried to hate. So I put my arm on him while I was still rapping, like, and still was going, like, fighting. Oh, it was, it was crazy, but I still put on, like, a dope show mm -hmm. and then just kept moving forward to the point where it was like, okay, I really can do this shit now, like. That's when I gained that confidence from being on Gene's tape and then two other songs. Nice. Was on another mixtape. Um, shout out to the homie uh, Tat from Homestead and the Cat Diesel Money. It was on a port tape. I had two songs, As Good As It Gets, and Rehab Music on that tape. That was like 07, 08. Mm -hmm. And I just was really like trying to, you know what I mean, do music. And then I was going to Soy Sauces to record my one mixtape, Against All Odds. And Skirt. I did... <laughs> <laughs> Gems dropping. Shout out to Soy Sauce. Mm -hmm. Soy Sauce is also the first person I ever recorded at. Oh, word. Period. After I said, you know what, I'm going to record myself. After getting tired of recording myself, I definitely found out who Soy Sauce is. Soy Sauce is a big confidant. I definitely need to go to his monthly meetups, but um, he's he's definitely a dude. Like, I Yeah, shout out to Soy Sauce. And I then, definitely, like, Jules. Yeah, because cause how I got introduced to him was I did a joint with John Baseman and T. Laws okay. and seen him and linked up and I started doing my shit there. So going there over to his crib, like when he stayed over and like on the um, east side over Wilkinsburg and mm -hmm. shit. So mm -hmm. going there, just cooking up my shit. And then I found a producer on uh, SoundClick. Fuck, like, his name was like Spontane or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. And then my bro made some beats and I put together Against All Odds. So, and that right there was like, that's on Reverb Nation right now, so... Mm -hmm. And I did a lot of shows, like, locally, then going out to... Uh, there was a spot out Washington, PA Club VIP. I did, like... That's what it was really, like, my introduction is Rob Rhodes against mm -hmm. all odds. Because I went by... Yeah, I went by Rob Hinton on the pay-per-view volume one tape. Like, mm -hmm. my first last, and I just used the... Like, the, like my name Robert Rhodes, like, and then Hinton's the last name, mm -hmm. so... 
I just went to Rob Rose and it would work more because, you know, Rose going with Scholar and all that shit. So, right. I mean, ahead of my class, top of my, like, that shit worked. So, I did that with Against All Odds and then Jordan Beckham did the cover work. Another gem. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Jordan Beckham. He's he always all, was fucking wait, wait, with wait, wait, me. Before we go. <laughs> He's naming the must goes, the must twos. Yeah. Like, this is, the I'm really. makers at, at the time and still the time because right now those are legends. He named Sweet Sauce and Jordan Beckham, the first person I ever got a photo shoot by. That's my he did my like, first he did my first real photo shoot too. So he did a lot of great Pittsburgh pictures of Wiz. I'm, uh, I don't even want to see them Mac. pictures now because I had no hair. Well, f it. But still, <laughs> you got Jordan. You got Jordan Beckham. Oh yeah, but not against all odds. Cover was dope. Yeah, I got Beckhamized. You fucking right. Shout Word. out to Jordan Beckham, yo. So Word. He did that cover, and I remember performing and. Really did a lot of dope shit mm-hmm. with that. And then I remember one of the shows I did over at the Iris Center. And shout out to the homie DJ Schizo. He saw me perform. I remember standing on one of his speakers rocking. That's how hard I was going. Like, I was feeling the show at that time. Another legend. Shout out to him, definitely. So Another Pittsburgh legend. Me and him linked up. And then we put together my one tape, Turntables and Instrumentals, where I did like a live freestyle session Right on the site with over mm-hmm. different beats. And then I had two joints over his beats, uh, Jitney and High Level Living on 8th Avenue. That video's on YouTube right now. Right. I had that out for a minute. So we did that. And then was just having fun, just learning the game. I would go to different venues with him while he was DJing and seeing shows. Like, definitely, like, just soaking up the game. I ain't give a fuck. Like, hey, I'll help you carry a speaker in just to get in the fucking show. Why not? Like, for free? I ain't got paid. Hell yeah. Getting a good show. Like, I don't give a fuck. So... That shit was dope just doing that. And then even whenever I was doing Against All Laws, that's when the talk, when people was like, why don't you battle, bro? Because, you know, URL was coming out around like 2010 and shit. And everybody knew I was one of them niggas watching the Smack DVDs. Mm -hmm. We will all get together, watch all the murder mooks, the loaded Lux battles and all of that shit. So and then when they hear how I rhyme and it was just like, why don't you battle? Why don't you battle? So I never really took it serious. Mm hmm. Until it's crazy. This is how I got into it. Like, this is wild. This is how you say get to this part. 2015, there was an event. Shout out to Street Talk Entertainment, Scoop, DJ Racks, all them niggas. There was an event, Scoop's birthday party. I was there, you know what I mean, with somebody from the hood. Yeah, you know I mean, I don't really fuck with him now, but like, he was having a battle. Long story short, mm-hmm. niggas got into it and I was part of that. So okay. I ended up. Going to other, like, I tried to battle. Like, I didn't know if they knew my name because I was still low. I ain't had no music out or nothing. I didn't know if niggas knew me. But you know when niggas got film, footage, mm-hmm. can point niggas out. Yeah. It went that I, route. I so politics here. Yeah, so it went that. So I was like, as they should. So I couldn't yeah. look back. Like, in retrospect, I ain't mad. They handle it. As they, I try to reach out, inbox y'all want to battle. They dubbed me. Cool. Cool. Like, I can't get mad at that. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? Moving forward. Right. So... That's when I did Josh Gibson Bars video. That's ah, ah did that. Okay. So no chill battle league. I'm seeing this league because somebody from Street Talk went over there mm-hmm. and was battling. So they was doing a thing. So mm-hmm. at that moment, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I threw in Josh Gibson Bars. See, no chill. Fuck with the song. He right. inboxed me like, yo, what's up with a bet? Like, you shit dope. You know what I mean? You trying to, I was like, I'm trying. You know what I mean? We linked out. I, I don't know who hit who first, but I remember I just was like, I'm trying to do something. Mm-hmm. I can rap. And then it was so crazy because like shout my first. Shout out to C No Chill. Shout out, shout out to C No Chill for real because I, you know what I mean, gave, helped him get high rollers for my first battle for Summer Heat 1. High rollers. High rollers. Yeah, homestead. Yeah, home yeah. turf. For people that don't know about high rollers. High rollers. High Rollers has always been in Homestead. Always. It's a it's a local bar. Local bar. And things changed around Homestead, but High Rollers was still standing. Oh, yeah. It's the local spot. Now it's Soldy now, the uh, hookah bar now. Yeah, yeah. So I helped, like, it was crazy because my very first battle, shout out to Barbell, he was cooking at the time on Street Talk and No Chill, like, okay. he's one of them niggas. They didn't give me no pushover because they, like, see heard the bars on Josh Gibson, so they just couldn't give me no cupcake-ass nigga. Mm-hmm. And this is in my hood, too? Right. 
oh, I showed up and showed out like 30 clip. This is as how we do it. You should. As you should. I get right as you should. I so feel advantage. Man, it was that was crazy. And then like my very second battle, C, yeah, you know I mean, gave me the call to go out mm-hmm. Toledo. That's the one I seen. No, no, that no, was no, the that King. Sh- no, that was the King Chi battle. Shout out to King Chi. Me and him still chop it up. Yeah, that wasn't the one. Yeah, then like my third battle. You know what I'm saying? Right, like three weeks later, I battled Villa and shit back in Homestead. I ended up being a co-main event. So think about that. Like three battles, I became a main event talk. Mm-hmm. And then my fourth battle, I went out. Yeah, to Fifth Element was the Pittsburgh versus Toledo card where I was the main event out in Toledo. Mm-hmm. And then that was a, another 30 Shout out to Fifth Shout out to Jay Davies For having me out to Toledo You know what I'm saying That was definitely dope So I was just putting that work in man And then like Also when I was um Battle rapping like, I was blogging inside No Chill as well Hosting okay. battles inside the blog as well So Yeah I was doing a lot Just you filling gaps Just con- grinding. Yeah grinding And giving my contributions Back to the culture Like right. you know what I'm saying If I'm going right. If I'm going to take something away from it I'm definitely going to give back mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying So mm-hmm. it's definitely just doing that and salute to C for giving me that platform for doing oh, that shit. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And then like just and it was like a blessing in disguise for me battling in Homestead. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that shit was dope. And then going to Toledo so quickly, just after like basically two battles in Homestead was right, like right. definitely I look at that like a blessing. A blessing. Like a blessing a for blessing. real. So that like battling was definitely dope. I had fun with it. You know what I'm saying? I just, it was just definitely cause I wanted that to be. I can say that, like, give me the full circle, well-rounded MC to my name so anybody could talk about that. They could look that up on YouTube, see I battle. You know what I'm saying? If they want to, yeah, it's it's there for y'all. You know what I mean? And I did good. So looking back in retrospect, I ain't got nothing to, like, nothing to be mad about. Like, the, the good, like, outweighed the bad like a motherfucker for real in that situation because I put the work in and then, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Shit came with it. The hate comes with it. But that is what it is. I always come with something. Like, I don't expect everybody to like me. I don't give a fuck. But long as I know at the end of the day I left with caskets, I'm good. Like, that's mm-hmm. all that matters. Like, Well, that's hip-hop. That's I hip-hop. Mean, not everybody's going to love you. Mm-hmm. That That's one thing that you have to understand. You know what? No, no, no. I'm not going to say that. In hip-hop, not everybody's going to love you in public. That's a fact. That's what it is. People have no choice but to spread love, but that's how it is in the culture nowadays. It's, it's fucked up that you had to grow up in that digital era of hip-hop, which where I'm going to get to. Um, I Before I ever heard any song I always seen your name pop up for various things <laughs> like your mean game is <laughs> out of this world um uh you always showed you had your battles mm-hmm. and kicks oh yeah the kicks are ridiculous Appreciate that, I'm brother. not going to get all deep in. We're not going to get real deep into it, but that's one thing you sponsor. And I feel like that's one thing in hip hop that you should should be. And what is your motto? Well, get right as you should. At the, there you the go. The immaculate standard. The, the immac- See, now you're about to jump into the immaculate standard. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really okay. I could just sum it up real quick. Shout out to Kicks on Flame Pittsburgh mm-hmm. during the quarantine. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to God bless the dead AB Allen Brown, man. God bless you. Miss you to death. You know what I'm saying? So Word. it was like he invited me and had me be an admin. That's family because you know what I'm saying? He married to my god niece. Mm-hmm. Love you, mahogany. You know what I'm saying? So he brought me in. Like he knew I, he knew I stayed fly. I was, you know what I mean? Admin selling shoes. And then I started to sneaker battles. And then, like, I won a sneaker battle against the international Titan. Shout out to Andy. His kick game retarded. Like, and I still won. Like, I bet. Oh, my God. Like, he got a shoe, damn near a shoe store in his crib. So, doing that and then just showing love to, like, Katsu, like, showing love to the culture, promoting the group, and then clowning Katsu had, like, weird fake kicks and all that. Montel's, you know, Montel Mondays. For those that don't know, I'm Mr. CU Monday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we clown cats called Montel George. Even Montel showed wait love minute, to kicks on flame. You invented Montel Mondays, didn't yes. you? Yes. You are. Everybody would so tag anybody, me just to tag, like, so see you anybody, Monday. 
to anybody. We start, yeah, like definitely has that tag. Montel Monday. See you Monday. This yes. is the OG of the hashtag. See you Monday. I wanted to, that's why I said I wanted to get that point out because that was one thing I noticed too during quarantine. Like I didn't, you know, the music, you hit me up. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, around that same same time. In that time. And that's where I'm we're gonna move on to the future after the, the, the kicks. But um I noticed I was like, yo, this dude believes in being fresh. Rappers don't believe that anymore. It's and yeah, it's like the dirty niggas getting shine now. And I don't understand it because even with me, it's it's a it's funny with the like sneaker game in Pittsburgh because motherfuckers be back doing shit who always work in the stores and like I just want to be able to help cats get right as you should you know what I'm saying if I got it come fuck with me you know what I mean and it's just always a it's not about just cause there's motherfuckers who be just grabbing shoes just all off the hype and won't wear the shit or just wear the shit fuck it up crazy but it's just more so like a culture thing with me like if you really want the shoe I'll definitely want to help you get it you know what I mean and I always been like that like and it was just definitely a beautiful thing just getting, like, recognition through Kicks on Flame. That's why I say it's always love over there with me. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say, like, now that, like, branching off with just me even be, still being a rapper and just having that tag on me as well right. is definitely dope because anybody can hit me, oh, yeah, I'm going to get you some kicks. Like, yeah, come fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cool with a lot of motherfuckers who, you know what I mean? I'm, all my shit going to be authentic dead stock. So, because every motherfucker going to be selling some wild shit, like, and trying to be roof niggas off some, like, oh, yeah. Motherfuckers who had their feet in oh, and worn to the club and trying yeah. to get their money back. Like, no, nah, like, me and Bo, like, that's my brother, like loving to death. You already know the time it is, man. Other we just half. make sure the other half of the immaculate standard for the sure. Other half. Distro bow for sure. And mm-hmm. like we just out here because we always believe and stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You know what I mean? So we just be going out regular. We, That's the motto. That's the motto with anything. Anything. You see how I talked about with me just keeping like with bars. Yeah. And it's definitely stepping outside, like fresh head to toe, like. You got to. You got to. And it's you just like to. motherfuckers be out here trying to do it like not pay bills or no weird shit. It ain't even about that. It's just about it. Like wait, I could wait, wake wait, up. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to stop you again. <laughs> Name me your top three flyest hip hop artists. Who, 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 top who, three flyest. Cameron. Uh, let me see. Cam for sure. That's, he's number one to me. Cam. Can I put Ray and Ghost as two? They're a group. That's Supposedly as a group. Yeah, like Ray and Ghost for sure. It's like Cam, Ray, Ghost, and then, damn, these threes. You're killing me, bro. With these threes, like, yeah, bro. Fuck, because there's yeah, so many. Bro. I just give like credit and praise to far as like my style. Damn, I said Cam, Ray, Ghost, and the. I give shouts to Fab, but I wasn't really big on jerseys as a kid. I didn't okay. have that many. I like shout out to Fab. Like he definitely stayed. I gotta say, like, cause I like AZ was definitely one for sure. Yeah. Like yeah. for sure. So I have to say them. Like, you know what I mean? Cam did it. Like, mm-hmm. that was the one where it was like, I gotta get fresh like this motherfucker. Back then, if I didn't have two pair of white forces, I wasn't doing shit. See. Like, you know what I'm saying? My like era. See me. See, I had to flex my three. Just to say, like, yo, your three was very dope. Uh, Kanye. That's a damn. Pharrell. Yeah. And Grand Poobah. Yeah, Poop. Yeah, yeah, them three. Grand Poobah really, I feel like, was one of the ones that invented, like, you right now. Yeah. Like, how you dress right now, straight bowled up, colorful and all that. Everybody know I'm a low life in Pittsburgh, like, for sure. For sure. Poobah. Facts. Poobah, I feel like, to me, people say Slick Rick. No, Slick Rick invented the the truck and, jewelry yeah, and all that. No, the, the, the ordinary fresh, clean, nice jeans, dope kicks. Like I, it's crazy. Like Grand, like but you named Cam. Cam definitely was is one of the freshest. I'll put them in my top ten. Yeah, like for sure. Like, all your peoples, I put in my yeah. Because Yeezy definitely like because how he was wearing the polo shit when he was coming out. That just 
like perfect timing because like transitioning from high school to see like community mm. college mm. and he was on that you know what I mean college dropout late registration that like everything mm. was perfect with that and then just remember like really going to Century 3 Mall Macy's mm. and it was crazy because a lot of that shit was sinning Mm-hmm. That fucked me up because I'm grabbing this shit. Right. I'm like, oh, and then like the three hundred dollar fucking sweaters was marked down to like one eighty. <laughs> what? That really changed. Like, I got. Re- I was really. You know how Pittsburgh was with the Dickies. Oh yeah. And over like niggas was wearing throwbacks and like the four X. Oh, 3x yeah. throwbacks like I had a couple of those just whenever I went I had my dicky suits and shit but whenever just seeing that whole shit going to Century 3 Macy's just switching up to like really getting more like oh mm-hmm. finding my style it was cause I knew Cass was wearing Lacoste and I just was like I ain't wearing that cause it was certain niggas I felt was dirty they was wearing that and I wasn't fucking with it so and then remembering seeing Ray and listening to who them talking about Logan mm-hmm. And I'm, I can't spend $10,000 on a snow beach windbreaker one day, maybe one day, but that's mm-hmm. an iconic piece. So, and I was just really trying to just grab whatever I can get in my size at that Macy's. And then right. when Macy's on a waterfront, same thing. And right. I would just literally walk down the hill and just damn, they're like, oh, abuse the store. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. It was just, psh. hey, let's See. just say the dressing room. He <laughs> See, in this episode, what I exposed out of Mr. Sir Rob Rhodes mm-hmm. is the MC. Like, you heard the grind. You heard the inspiration. You heard the, the elements of being an MC. Like, he went through the trenches, battle. He went to go put himself on. He carried crates for DJs. He got put on, knew who to go to to get on, which leads up. To today, this dude and I got a series. Yes. But right now, we're dishing out the appetizer. Absolutely. And how I begin the show, I give the big ups. And how we end the show, I'm going to still give big ups. This dude came to me, and I finally took him serious because he saw, you know, just the battle. And that's the th- <laughs> and that's the funny Just thing. The battle, because I'm like I, in my head, yo, it's so funny because we talk about this. Like, shout out to my homie E, the Homestead Renaissance. Oh yeah, Homestead Renaissance. Go look that. Go up. get them. Go get the drip. Go get the drip. Oh yeah. And also shout out to High Top Thrift from Homestead. Shout out to my man. Oh Kat. yeah. Shout out to them. I go there too. So with E, <laughs> E kind of helped me. E crack the door just to. You know what I'm saying? But based on this interview, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. Everything was out there. Like, I was at that show. Right. I heard the song on the porno. <laughs> I saw your name floating around in various things. hmm Which lead up to the day. Yeah. So, I mean, Elements was there. He did fucking... Because he played one of your beats while he was showing uh, his merch. Oh. And that's when I was like... That's where I was going to get to. The beats part. Yeah. This like, comes to me. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm trying to cop beats. Word. We handle business. But it was something about him. I didn't treat business like business. I practically said, fuck it. I'm going to help you executive produce and gave him his money back. Period. Pretty much. Pretty much. Because he's that dope. He's that dope. And I didn't expect that at all. You know what I'm saying? I just try to keep moving forward because I knew, like, once I heard the beats, he's that dope. And then it just fucked me up because I remember just rolling up and playing your shit on YouTube. And I'm like, okay, I like his name, Shade Cobain. I'm like, that's a dope ass name. Like, where did, like, like, how did you come up with the name? You really want to know? Facts. All right. I'm thinking like Kurt one Cobain. Day, one day, one day, right? I'm chilling up in the crib. Uh, me, Big Gangsta Snoop. Okay. Um, Stretch. And with somebody else. We all lived in the same apartment. Word. I think we was in our 20s. We was in our 20s. It was like 25, 24. Yeah. And we was high as hell. And we used to just rip. Then after a while, we just ripped on each other. Like yeah. on ourselves. 
And then one day we had these dumbass rips and they came to me and I was like, well, uh, I'm Shea Cobain, the condom inspector from Uruguay. And niggas just started cracking up. And then one day I was just like, yo, I should keep that Shea Cobain shit. And I kept it. And that's hard. And, and I I like it. that name was dope. And, and then I realized like, okay, since I took it, this name, Kurt Cobain was authentic, pure, grungy, grimy, dirty, Facts. emotional. Like he put his all into whatever it is. And I took that concept and put it in the music. So that's how I came Hell out yeah, because hearing that, like I say, hearing your shit, I just knew I hit Bo up. Like, yo, mm. I found I think, yo, I'm I think I found the guy that's gonna make the sound lit, like for me, you know what I'm saying? And he was just like word and I'm sending like sending him mm. the shit like a couple joints I'm like tap in and then we're just I'm he's like yeah yeah do that shit so I just was already like ready just like man I hope he hit me back cause I know how motherfuckers be talking they can rap they can do this that and the third and then I already knew in my head I was like not making music I was battling for a minute so I didn't right. want to think like I couldn't make shit so I had to send him the video and shit and that's when I'm like yo I can do shit right and then right. I sent you the vid, and then you're like, okay, word. Like, gave you a little confidence. And I remember you yeah. gave me, a, like, a slew of beats. Yeah. And then we really started fresh with the appetizer, like, as it should. Like, right, right. We had and that's a, the thing with the appetizer. Man. I have to speak on the producer side because when it came to his beat selection, I have a plethora of beats, but the beats he picked... And the beats, he really came through like, yo, can you do something with this? Because there's a lot of those that's coming. Mm-hmm. It was just like his ears ridiculous. Like there was a couple jams like we sat there and I made the beat in front of you. Facts. And you heard phases and how he goes through phases of hearing a beat. It was ridiculous because I probably changed the beat like 15 times in like 20 minutes. Yeah. While you were sitting there, and then when I finally, you got into that bop, when you put down, when it got to the point where you just put down your phone and got to a bop, I knew that was it. And the, and it's crazy, like, nobody sees, like, my process when I hear it be like, you saw that live, mm-hmm. so what he's telling y'all is nothing, like, made up. It's straight authentic, because mm-hmm. that's when I know, like, if I'm hearing something, I, like, I really will zone out and start, like, mumbling shit. Right. It could just be gibberish, but like it's still like, oh, this is it. I feel this shit. Pause. But like that shit's dope. Like I need, yeah, you know I mean, give me that. Like run that in. So I just work with that. And then that's how it really comes. Like, I know if I hear something and just I get goosebumps. And I'm like, okay, even with a sample, like I'll send you samples and shit. Right. No matter like no matter hit or miss, I just be like, I just want to make the best sounding shit out, and I just feel with me doing this shit, just how I'm doing, how we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Nobody can fuck with us for real, like, and I'm just feeling good in a space. Whereas like anything we do, I'm knocking shit out the park, point blank period. I'm just knocking shit out the park, and I just dealt like I said, dealt with all this shit to whereas it's like doing, you know what I mean, just trying to play like. Fitting like just getting where you fit in with the city like just I just play my role kicking my verses with cats and you know what I mean shit don't work it is what it is but like you and I just had that natural chemistry once I heard your shit and you heard the new bars I'm writing to the shit oh it was like perfect mm-hmm. and it's like yeah this is how it is like this I, is how we going moving forward I heard the grind I heard the grind in the lyrics like it's like little things like yeah like yeah in your rhymes like. The one line I always, it, it caught me, and this is the crazy thing. We're going to play the jam in a minute. But I heard nothing new. Yeah. Probably like 500 times. Hey, word. <laughs> Before it even came out. Yeah, word. I, I study shit that come out. Right. Like, right. Like, all right. And um, the disturbing the groove in the system line, I just got on it after like three days ago. And I was like, oh, shit, disturbing the group. Slick talk. Like, I'm just a natural slick talker. Like, it's going to take motherfuckers a million, like, plays just to catch bars. Like, line for line is something. Yeah, every line is something. That's one thing. But uh, where where can everybody reach you at, bro? 
Man, you can get at me. I'll be on Facebook, Rob Rhodes, not the flower Rose, Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S, like the scholar. Hit me up on Twitter. I need to get my Twitter followers up. I just got that shit lit on. I mean, I don't want to say lit, huh? Look at me capping and all. That's what Twitter's dope. Do. So now- hey, <laughs> hey, like, hey, I'm starting to fuck with the Twitter shit. So it's more so like great job, Rob, on Twitter. Sir Robert Rhodes on Snapchat. Rob Rhodes underscore on IG. Word it's easy up. to find me. Like you'll find all my like I'm easy to find. So you find me on Facebook, you'll definitely find all my shit. So where they can hear your music at? Everywhere. 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 Like uh Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon. Damn, I'm um what else? Everywhere. 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 All Everywhere. streaming platforms. Just type the name in. Rob. The appetizer is coming. Rob yeah. Rose. This is yeah. a different, different sound like for most that's used to hearing Pittsburgh shit for real, like I feel like as an MC, bar for bar, man, like, like niggas ain't fucking with me. And I definitely, I ain't on that dissing my city shit and all. I don't do that. That's corny. It's, it's definitely something different. It's something different. Pittsburgh. It's something different. Something like, different. you got to catch this shit. Like, I'm definitely rapping. Like, I really rap. Mm-hmm. For those that know and for those that don't know, I really rap. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't take none of this shit for granted. Like, at the end of the day... Y'all could just see the, you know what I mean, the exterior, you know what I mean, a fly-ass nigga, but deep down, oh, I'm an MC at heart. Right, right. Like, yeah, I, you know what I mean, I'm, collect, like I say, battle rap, I collect caskets. Right. And it's just the sound like, motherfuckers seen me perform, you know what I'm saying, throughout the years. It's just now I know this is it. Like, it's really, oh, like, I ain't no looking back from this. Right. Like, right. the appetizer's coming, like, this month. I can, hey, if y'all guess the date, I might just, I might cash up you $20. <laughs> hey. He might do it. I was mean, seriously. But, I might do it if y'all could guess the date. Cash out be twenty dollars. If I know you, know you, and I probably was high and told you, it's like, no, I'm lying, huh? But anyway, but uh, I'll cash out be twenty dollars. <laughs> cool. But it was a pleasure, bro. Much Thank appreciated you for stopping through. Much appreciated. You in the first episode. That's, that's, I've, that's man. Good. I've done a lot of firsts. Yeah, I've done a lot yeah, of firsts, man. Cool. Like, man, it's just. Get ready, y'all. Rob Rhodes, Shay Cobain, The Appetizer EP coming. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening to Real Rap, Let's Rap. You're cool. Hey, that's dope. Hey, Real Rap with Rob Rhodes. Look how that worked. Right. Right. Tell <laughs> vibe out. Everybody sound the same, nothing's original Everybody telling now this shit is pitiful Niggas wanna fit in to get it, most of them miserable Black Bob Ross wicking out, painting this visual My next plan was my best plan, selling weed, check scans I ride for myself, you need help, and a yes man Y'all be for no reason, nigga, that's broke shit Lame stick ride or switch sides, that's hoe shit If you lack some sense, little homie, just know this I'm well-centered, but smack your nugget off, no jokage Frost did me wrong, so I can't fuck with them We got shine true colors, show with different sides of the prism Since I cut them niggas off, I bet nobody gon' miss them They don't understand their play, share no knowledge and wisdom Don't disturb the groove, it's a move while playing the system I'm supposed to rise, I posterize like Vince on a victim I'll forever be that nigga, yeah, it's nothing new See me with your bitch, I'm gonna hit, yeah, it's nothing new Been on my grind, you know, trying to stack a buck or two I'm getting right as you should, nigga, it's nothing new I'll forever be that nigga, yeah, it's nothing new. See me with your bitch, I'm gonna hit, yeah, it's nothing new. Been on my grind, you know, trying to stack a buck or two. I'm getting right as you should, nigga, it's nothing new, nothing new.